Hello there. Well, hello again. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be quite nice. Outside what we did on our holidays. What was it? What, what, yes, what, yeah, what on our holidays? Yeah. I'm, I'm just staring, I'm in my kitchen as, as we're talking. I'm just staring out my window. I can hear some, you know, I live in a block of flats. I can hear some sort of rumbling, like people are moving furniture or something. What the hell is going on? I'm, I'm being like one of those really nosy neighbours. Just Oh, go for it. I'll tell you what, since I came into this room, because I can see right up the front. I've oh, really? Nosy. I'm such a curtain twitcher now. It's lovely. Oh, it's great, isn't it? I love being nosy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, do you know what, Matthew? This is, I hadn't thought about this before, but I wanted really sort of light, thin, wispy, cream coloured curtains. And that's what I've got. So I was a bit concerned about whether or not they'd be um, transparent when the light's on, because I still want some privacy. And yeah. um, so I nipped across the road to Ellen and um, went up to her bedroom and my mum's walking about in here. <laughs> so I said, no, it's okay. You can't see in there. No lack of privacy. But it's only just occurred to me that even with the curtains closed, I can still be a bit nosy, which is lovely. You know, I don't even have to twitch them. I can see through them a bit. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's useful. You can watch, you can sort of see the street. Yeah, you'd have to get some of those, mate. Mm. Well, it's great because I haven't got any curtains in my, in my, um, or like nets or anything in my um, kitchen because I'm because we're one story up. Right. You know, there's not like people can stare really easily into, into the kitchen apart from because I'm like, opposite T Junction. Right. So I, I couldn't see anything, but I can hear this clanking. I don't know where it's coming from because nobody's coming out the front door, which is below me. Ooh. Unless somebody's moving furniture inside their flat next door or something. This is. They might be, because I've been doing some of that recently, so it happens. Yes, you have. Yeah, it happens. So, anyway, shall we yeah. shall we more? Are you still too busy having a nose? No, no, I can, I, I can multitask. I can, I can, if I sound distracted at the moment, just give a little cough or something. No, I'll be focused. Ooh, multitasking, eh? I'm impressed. I know, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> right, okay, shall we, um, right, a sip of water, gap. And then we we'll get started, yeah? Okay, here we go. Sip, gap, start. Mm-hmm. That's the sip done. Here comes the gap. So today we are going to talk about being nosy neighbours and how thin, wispy curtains can be an absolute boon if you want to spy on other people. <laughs> no, no, we're not really. We're not really that. That's <laughs> what we were talking about. Look what we are talking about. So sorry, there'll be another another gap. And then, uh, then proper start. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I've got to remember. What, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I love it. Just like, just like old times. It's great. It is. Yeah, I couldn't remember what the bloody hell I was supposed to say, but I remember <laughs> now. What we did on our holidays. That's that's it. Right. So today we are going to pinch a title from Fairport Convention. Um, the title of one of their albums, actually. It's called What We Did on Our Holidays, only as far as Matthew and I are concerned, this is what we did on our holidays or what we've been up to during the break from podcasting. Wait, so, who's that band you mentioned? Fairport Convention. Who, who the hell are they? Oh, you're joking. Oh. Yeah, them. Mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're a... They are, I would say, probably the foremost folk rock band. They've been oh. around for years, and they are brilliant. Oh, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, so uh, 
I should, yeah. I, should, I should Spotify some of their music later. Oh, you must. You must. I could probably send you some links and things anyway. Yeah, please. I'll listen to them. Folk and rock is not what I normally put together, but okay, I'll give it a go. Oh, oh, you haven't lived to me for Fairport, but still. But that's another story. That's not what we're supposed no, to do. No, sorry. Yeah. I know it's all my fault. Yeah. Them in yeah. the first place. I'm happy to blame you, Barbara, really, yeah. <laughs> but what we did on our holidays, so um, it is basically about what we've been up to during the course of the summer while yeah. we're podcasting. So do you want to kick off with what you've been up to, Matthew? Oh, God, OK. Well, you, I can't believe it's been about three months, isn't it, since we've last actually podcast. What's yeah. about that? Wow. Oh, that's scary. Um, yeah, so what have I done uh, this summer? Um, went away with uh, my boy, took him to a caravan on the Isle of Sheppey because we like to live dangerously. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so it was one of those sort of static caravan parks, you know, so we did that for a week. Um, so, that was, yes, we did that for, well, five days. Um, that was our kind of our first sort of match. Because obviously Brian's lived at home now for about two and a half years. He, he's ten now. And um, so I, I kind of thought I didn't want to go too far because I didn't want to know how, how he'd react to that. So he had a good, we had a good time. And also, to be fair, I wanted to see how I'd react because I, I hadn't been on a caravan holiday since I was probably a, a teenager with my parents and, and they didn't really enjoy it. And I don't think I enjoyed it very much. It was quite noisy. So I think we yeah, actually ended up coming home early. So I kind of was a bit nervous about how I'd react with, <laughs> with my yeah. dad. It was actually it was good. He made, he made some friends while we were there and I just posted around. It was quite, it was quite good fun, actually. Um, so that was nice. Um, I changed job. I think I said to you before we stopped calling. I changed jobs twice over the summer, um, as you do. Uh, got got headhunted for a job, which was lovely. Started the job, um, then got headhunted. No, that's not that's not fair. Not headhunted back. I got asked if I would like to return after eleven weeks in the job, um, and I eagerly said yes. Um, because I felt it was right to go back. I kind of missed the job I was doing before. And I think on reflection, I think I kind of regretted moving, if I'm probably completely honest with you. Um, so I was I was quite happy to sort of return to, to the, the old job as a comfortable blanket. I can work from home. I can sort of set my own hours to a degree. It was it was quite nice. So... Good. Yeah, it's important to be doing something you enjoy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things. I think we've all probably been there. You know, if you if you get offered a job and it looks interesting, you, you, you I think you, I think all of us will probably regret not trying it. Regret at least not giving it a go. Um, and I know I would have done. I'd always gone. Oh, what if? What if I'd have done that? What if I hadn't? If I'd have given that a go? Um, well, I did give it a go, and actually, it was right to go back to to the job before. Um, yeah, you know, you, you, you live and learn with those kinds those kind of things. Um, didn't leave on bad terms with them. I was quite, you know, less on good terms with the people that I'd started with. Um, and 11 weeks later, left. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. So from that point of view, it was quite an eventful summer. Um, but, but it made me appreciate, actually, one thing that I think for me, starting to working from home at the start of the... Oh God, how long ago was that now? About 18 months ago. Starting working from home at the outbreak of the pandemic. Yeah, I hated it. 
hated working from home at the start, but I was also trying to home educate Brian. Whereas now, you know, I've started after a summer of working in an office again, I've gone back to working from home four days a week and working in the office one day a week. I've, and it made me appreciate actually the benefits of both. Um, you know, and that, that flexibility I've got, which I kind of didn't feel like I'd got working back in an office. So I've, I've, I've become more of a convert than I think I ever was before of home working, I guess. <laughs> I think there's definitely a lot to be said for it. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I only work four hours a week now because I'm basically retired, theoretically. <laughs> but, um, but Barbara, you'll never fully retire. No, I know. I know it's never going to happen because I'm busier now than I ever was. <laughs> well, actually, this point is a good opportunity. So tell, tell me about your summer. So what have you been up to? Well, there's um, a major change in our family in that son number two is getting married next week That's um, as, yeah. as, as we're recording. So it's next week. And um, so he's actually, I'll just tell you a quick thing about his stag do, which um, they went his best man who is Ellen, who lives across the road from us. <laughs> she, um, she arranged a stag do. She did a sterling job. She arranged for, for them to all go to Go Ape at Leeds Castle. So lots of um, treetop um, adventure things that they had to do and zip oh. wires and things. And I have to say that Jim was really good at it. He was dreading it because he said, I don't care what we do as long as there's no heights involved. <laughs> they put this, um, I think it was meant to be a stag mask, but it looked more like a doe. <laughs> Oh my God. wearing this didn't didn't have any idea where he was going they um gave him the impression that they were going skydiving so he was petrified at the thought of that then somewhat relieved when they got to go ape and saw it was zip wires and things and so he did really well on the zip wire every time apparently so um he's very keen on it wants to go again and then um in the evening when they all went out for drinks in maidstone they made him wear a dress <laughs> that said bride to be and something else which I won't mention in yeah. <laughs> which you don't want to know yeah I think that's a, that's a question that's left for Jim yes, that's, that's, your that's, but that's more about what Jim did on my holidays yeah. <laughs> well but, but then you're going to be of course you're going to be mother of the groom yes I'll be mother of the groom so I've got the, the uh, poncy hat and the posh frocks and all that kind of lark <laughs> Good thing there'll be photographic evidence. That's all I can say. Or maybe not. I don't well, know. I'm sure someone will take a picture and put it on Facebook and tag you. Oh, in it oh, oh, don't give anyone ideas. That's what I'm hoping. I'm, I want to see pictures of you in a in a fancy dress and a fancy hat because I'm used to seeing you in like jeans and stuff, which is your comfort well, level. Yep, yep. Wearing jeans as we speak, yeah. and and a t-shirt that says "My heart belongs to an awesome bass player." <laughs> Well, <laughs> but that's just another story. But yeah. what I did on my all I can say, Bob, on that score is I hope our producer is listening. But that's <laughs> over there. Oh, he knows. He knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, um, what I did on my holidays, that whole thing about Jim getting married and the stag and everything, is building up to the fact that he's moved out of the house and I have inherited his bedroom. So mm. I've given it a total refurb. Though in fairness, he and his fiance painted the walls and the ceiling so they oh, did that okay. bit because i couldn't face that i've done plenty <laughs> of that in my time but i just couldn't face it but um, i've been acquiring furniture um a desk i already had actually which was just pine and um, a pine chest of drawers which i bought and a pine it's um 
supposed to be a TV unit, which I acquired for free. Mm. And I painted them. I've left the tops pine. And, um, well, it's all pine, obviously. But I painted the rest of the pieces of furniture as sort of, um, what's it called? Natural calico. Julep's natural calico. So it's a creamy sort of colour. And bought some very expensive cup handles. Um, had a crack at putting those on, bought a drill to do the job. And oh, oh, it was a nightmare because they they didn't just have like screws that you can just screw them in. They, they've got like, um, I don't know what you call them. There's, there's probably a special name for them, but things that you have to sink into the wood and then screw them in from the inside of the drawer. Oh, and God. that, frankly, was beyond my capabilities. So I did enlist the help of the cavalry in the form of a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> put the put the handles on but how, how interest with all that kind of the practical stuff you were doing how did you find it obviously being dyspraxic as we are yeah how easy or hard i know you obviously had to get the cavalry for part of it how easy or hard did you find the bits that you could do even the painting and stuff it was a challenge though painting i find very therapeutic because i just take my time and hmm. my nature to slow down things i'm tackling anyway you know that's that's how i do it that's how i cope with everything um Probably because I'm dyspraxic, but that's certainly how I handle things. So I found the painting was a nice, slow, easy process, and I really enjoyed it. But um, but it was, I think the biggest challenge really was how to fit things. And everything fits like a blooming glove in here, honestly, because the, mm. um, the chest of drawers and the desk now look as though they're twins. <laughs> <laughs> each other. And the piece of furniture that was originally a TV unit, it's just small, it's just a small one. There was already a floating shelf in the room and I wanted something that was exactly the same width as the floating shelf. It's actually for um, hi-fi separates. And so I've got a record deck standing on top of that and an amplifier, which I haven't used for years. It still powers up, but I haven't actually tried it yet. So I'm hoping it still works. That fits perfectly into the aperture Wow. Then each side, I've got bookcases each side of that. I've got the TV mounted above that. And it just fits like a glove. We were so, no, we weren't. I was going to say we were so lucky that everything fitted perfectly, but there was luck involved. But I measured everything and I was just going around. I just permanently had a, um, or consistently had a measuring tape in my hand for the past <laughs> few weeks. So I would just be, hmm, I've had an idea. Maybe if that goes there, you know, I'm just making things fit really well so mm. uh, yeah thoroughly enjoyed it um although having said that it's not finished yet because i've discovered i've got way more books than um than i can accommodate so a lot of books have got to go and various other bits and pieces have got to go i've got a cd cabinet that um, i put on ebay this morning so <laughs> that's got to go i've never really used ebay too much i'm, I'm not part i obviously bought things on ebay but i've not kind of done much selling on it um no enough. i haven't done much selling on it but um i found something that's interesting because there were a few bits more than a few bits that jim's left behind that um have had to go as well and one of these things was an iron man um canvas you know iron man the comic. Oh, from, oh from marvel yeah yeah that's it and um i tried i advertised it on facebook advertised it all over the place only wanted five pounds for it but nobody seemed to be very interested in it so i found that there was somebody who was selling a very similar one an iron man canvas for 15 pounds so i thought 
brilliant. Advertise it in exactly the same place <laughs> for a fiver, and it went in no time. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so that's basically what I've been up to. I, t I tell you what, isn't it funny how... <laughs> I was thinking about this recently... How, how, I mean, obviously last year, 20, obviously we're calling it 2021, last year, 2020, the pandemic, you know, we, we, we couldn't travel, we couldn't go further than sort of our, our, our front yards, maybe to the local park. And, you know, none, none, of the, none of the shops are open apart from the supermarkets or central providers. Yeah. And, you know, the cinemas were closed and, you know, holiday camps were closed and... Now here we are, a year later, and it, it it feels kind of comfortable again. Do you know what I mean? Just to yeah. be doing these little things, like, for, like you popping out and buying a few little bits, yes, for for your new bedroom. You, you know, for me, taking Bond to a holiday to a, a caravan park for a week. It, it's this this summer. I I don't know how I don't know if you feel this, but for this summer, I feel more grateful for this summer. Because we've lived through last summer, which was just basically a write-off. Yes. You, you, yeah. you know, and, I, and we haven't, you, you know, like you, I haven't been on a foreign holiday this year. Not particularly, I'm not fussed about that. But haven't done anything particularly expensive. I couldn't afford it anyway. But we've just had the freedom to move around a bit more. And it's been lovely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been it's been really nice. Um and actually, fun enough, we um, talked talk about sort of towards the end of the summer when Brian went back to school in in September. We started to look at um, secondary schools for him because he's in his last year of primary school now. So next year he'll be in secondary school. So we had to start looking at uh, at them. And for the last, you know, certainly last year, it was all virtual. You, you know, everything was was online. Um, so I, I was thinking, this, God, I, you know, is it be online? It's not the same, but everything was open again. You know, everything was open. We could, we could see, um, actually walk around the schools, meet the teachers, shake their hands, which I, I got out of the habit of doing over the last eighteen months. Um, and and, and I, I feel like, you, you know, we're this is kind of like the, the we're going through the firsts again, the first. I don't know, the first open days since lockdowns starting to finish, let's hope. No that, more, but. That's interesting, you know, that you were shaking hands with the teachers because yeah. I'm sure, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hugger, actually, yeah. a hugger. And um, it was very weird, I think, um, meeting people and not being able to give them a hug, which is something I would normally do. Yeah. And there were some people who, said oh no you know I, I'm not worried about it you know I'll hug anyway and um, and I was fine with that because I'm not um I'm I'm not restricting myself any more than I have to no no I don't you mean yeah you know, and um, so that's interesting so the teachers are happy to shake hands well it, it was funny so, so I, I took there was two local schools that that we wanted to look at um and the first one we went to at, at the door they were asking people that they were kind of making a bit more emphasis about, you know, if you if you can wear a mask, please do so. We would appreciate it. Obviously, it's no legal requirement anymore, but they were kind of making a bit more of a thing about we'd be grateful if you did because you're strangers to the school at the moment and we just want to sort of try and keep it, you know, called COVID free, et cetera. And then literally, what, 10 days later or so, we went to the second school and there was 
no mention of um, uh, of masks. And the teachers at the second school, a couple, couple of them, so I, I, I approached a couple of teachers to ask about a particular top subject that I knew Brian was interested in or I felt he might struggle with, so I wanted to get a feel for how they would help him. They kind of offered their hand first. And, and it's, it's that weird thing because people I don't know, obviously, in the past, I would always offer my hand yeah. to them straight away as a form of politeness. If it's someone I know, obviously, I'm the same as you, I'd probably give them a hug. But for for a slightly more formal setting, I did automatically off my hands. But I found myself sort of censoring myself a little bit to start with, and not offering my hands yeah. at all because I was conscious. I didn't know how other people would react to it if they'd recoil or be worried or anything. But then, the, the more kind of people offered it to me, almost without realizing it, I was I, I kind of lapsed back into my old my old mannerisms, and I. I, I but, after about 45 minutes, I was shaking hands with everybody. <laughs> you know? It doesn't um, take long, does it? No, it does. And yeah, I was being careful. I, I, I went to the loo halfway and I thoroughly washed my hands and I was hand sanitised. So I was, I, was being, I was being sensitive. I was being careful. Of course I was. But, you know, I was just shaking hands because it felt polite. You know, I thought, well, these, these teachers, depending on how it went, these teachers could be teaching my son. I'm going to have a relationship with him for five years at least, longer if he stays on for sixth form. So I want to set, I want to set the right tone at the at the start of our relationship potentially. Um, and it just it just felt normal. Well, I think it's the case of getting the balance right, isn't it? So yeah. I mean, I can't bear the thought of just living in fear. No. Now, but I carry a hand sanitizer with me most of the time because it's vegan for a start. <laughs> it's vegan friendly and um, and it's moisturized. You know, it moisturizes as well and everything. So, um, yeah. so I tend to carry my own. But um, so, if I feel I need to use it, I use it. You know, and um, but so I think like you, I would say I'm being careful, but but I'm not prepared to live in fear. No, I, I think that's the thing. Is it's it's and it has literally just occurred to me during the, co- the course of this conversation that it it feels kind of different this summer. Obviously, to last summer, of course, it did it was it yeah you know, it was we hope a once in a lifetime summer twenty twenty because yeah. you know, none of us had experienced before. We didn't know what was right, what was wrong. We didn't we you know, we, we all reacted differently to it. We interpreted it differently. And so we kind of all did withdraw quite a bit, and that's where social issues come up, mental health and et cetera, which probably not the right time to discuss it. But, yeah, this year I think a lot of people are embracing kind of going out more and, and doing activities more more with a vengeance. I know I am, because we didn't have the chance to do anything last year. Silly little things like, you know, taking my, boy, taking my son to the arcade or to the cinema or you know standing next to somebody in the queue at the supermarket and, and it only occurred to me that we were in the supermarket one day and we, we had we stood and I thought oh god I'm not stood two meters and I apologized to this person and the person sort of laughed at me and he went it's fine he says we're safe etc we're being careful and it was so automatic for me to apologize because I wasn't paying any attention it you know it would have been my fault if it had been a problem but yeah. it become so ingrained into me after last year <laughs> It's weird because I think all the normal things that we took for granted last year, we are really appreciating this year. And um, we've we've been to cinema as well, actually, and uh, we went to see 
a film I highly recommend, The Father. I know this is a bit off topic, but... Oh, it's <laughs> no, something you did this summer. Yes, yes, you are. yes, it's not off topic at all. I was lying through my teeth. <laughs> so, yeah, it's called The Father with Anthony Hopkins and um, Olivia Coleman. I love Olivia Coleman. I think she's it's a great actress. It's a brilliant actor. film. I really would recommend going to see it because um, it's about, you know, it's sort of tackling the subject of Alzheimer's. Oh. And, uh, really, really good film. But something that, honestly, Matthew, sometimes I think I'm a bit dim, but don't tell anyone because... Oh, yeah. um, it's between you and me. Well, they kept referring to um, the chat, the main character played by Anthony Hopkins, they kept referring to him as Anthony. Right, Anthony, you know, do this, Anthony. I thought, that's a strange name to have chosen for an older man. And then <laughs> it was about halfway through the film before I remembered it was actually Anthony Hopkins. That's probably... <laughs> That's probably why they were calling him that. <laughs> Using his real name. <laughs> oh, Barbara. I know. <laughs> Classic. Oh, dear. So that was one of my not quite so quick on the update. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have them, don't we? We all oh, have we them. Yeah, I, I seem to have more than my fair share of stories. <laughs> I, I, do, I can't remember. We we went to um, we quite I, I quite like a sort of science fiction fantasy. So we were, I took Ryan to see um, one of the Marvel films. I can't remember what it was at the cinema this this summer. Um, oh, I can't remember what it was now. Ten Rings, Ten Rings, and it's one of those ones. It was a twelve. It was a twelve A and right. ten and a half. And so it, it was. It was you know a, a child under ten, twelve could go, but there might be. Uh, it just, just it depends on the maturity of the child, right? I think there was one bad word in it, and I'm always very kind of careful about the use of language around Brian. And immediately he heard this one bad word in the whole film, and I'm thinking he hasn't heard it. And straight away he turned to me and he went, "Should I be watching this film, Daddy?" <laughs> oh, bless him! And I was like, "Brian, it's fine, it's fine. You're not committing an offence. You're okay." <laughs> Um, but I think because we, uh, I hadn't thought to kind of talk to him about it and prepare him about it, I just it hadn't occurred to me stupidly. But it was one of those really funny things because you know I had not having not been to the cinema for a year, yeah. I'd kind of forgotten the etiquette, of, of, in a way of kind of you know how it all works. Well, well, you say that, but you know I think because I can remember back to the days of X films. You know I was you were supposed to be sixteen to see an X film. Oh, yeah. First X film I ever saw, I was 13. My friend and I from school, we were both 13, just went back to my place, put loads of makeup on, and then went to watch this film. We managed to get in. Wow. Really tame. It was so tame compared with some of the films nowadays. But the whole certification thing bothers me a lot because if it's a 15, I'm slightly twitchy because I think, oh, I don't know about this. You know, it might be too much some violence in it i'm not sure about this if it's an 18 i just don't watch it because because no. i've seen one or two of like, oh god no you know this is really too much for me so um so i think you know 15 is that's my limit you know and it it's worries me actually because i compare that with the x film i saw at the age of 13 which was as tame as anything mm -hmm. and um compared with the stuff that's in the cinema now you know oh. it, it bothers me about some of these 18 certificates. And I don't think I'm just being a prude or just being a bit lily-livered because I think there's some horrific stuff around. 
I agree. It has changed a lot. I think. Yeah, I think I'd be. I, I think I. I. I'd be. I don't know how you thought. Obviously, you've been a parent for longer than I have, but I think since I've become a parent, I've become more uh, conscious of you know the sort of things my son's watching and and you know trying to sort of very gently filter things out. You, you know, this this summer he's he's. He, he goes on YouTube occasionally to sort of entertain himself and watch a little bits, you, you, you know, mm. on occasions. And and I always like to just just check. Now most of the stuff he watches are their sort of American YouTube channels of people doing trick shots and you know shouting loudly about how excited they are that they've got this particular trick shot and, yeah. and he he roars with laughter at what he's watching. But of course, to me, hearing that kind of loud raucous laughter, I'm on edge. I'm thinking. Well, to me, that sounds like you're about to sort of say a bad word or, you know, be difficult. And actually, it's just them getting very overexcited in that kind of American college type experience thing that they, they sometimes do. Yeah. Um, yeah. My experience is I have to kind of be aware of very different to, to this new generation. And the fact that there is a new generation and I'm not it. Yes. Offends me in some way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's a, it's a weird one. I know what you mean. But um, I suppose I'm just looking at the time. And um, so we, we've covered your caravan holiday. Yeah. We've your, covered many job changes. Many job changes. <laughs> your, your son's impending marriage or... My son's impending marriage. Or and, marriage, depending on when people listen to this. And my exasperating DIY skills or lack of them. I'm impressed with your DIY skills, Barbara. They're, they're certainly better than mine. If you haven't seen it, oh. <laughs> I'll have to come for a visit so I can see what you inspect the inspect the job. It does look nice, actually. Oh, I bet it does. With it, but um, but yeah, so all that stuff and um, visits to the cinema. So um, we've had quite a jam packed summer, one way or another. I would say it's been a good few months, Lily. It's been a good few months. So on that very happy note, wonderful. Um, it's goodbye until next time. So it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me. No, hang on a minute. I didn't oh, no, hang on, I've got the wrong. And it's goodbye from her. It's goodbye from both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.